Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. What do I do when I run into any sort of unplanned income? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Make Money Behave. I'm your host, Maria Casillas, and today that is exactly what we are going to be talking about. But first, let me remind you that it's not too late to get on my calendar for this month. There is no better time than right now to figure out what it is that you need to do today to make sure that going into 2020, that your money starts doing what you need it to do. I want to help you gain momentum with that. And so I would, I, I implore you to send me an email, maria at cashinonchange.com right now. Hit pause if you need to. Go ahead and send that email to me because it's going to cost you all of 30 minutes and you're going to be amazed at some of the nuggets that we're able to pull out of that 30 minutes. And you can apply those things right away, move forward going into the new year. And if you decide you want to work together, then I can hold your hand as tightly or as loosely as you need me to throughout all of next year. And we can really give your money some momentum. That email address again is maria at cashinonchange.com and just put free consultation in the subject line and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. All right, let's get to today's topic. Unplanned income. What do I do when I receive some unplanned income? Well, first of all, I rejoice, (laughs) right? Like, let's get real. I'm just as human as anybody else. And any sort of unplanned income is a welcome problem to have. Now, I know there are lots of different schools of thought on this, and that's what mine is, really just a school of thought. But what I'm going to share with you is a consistent thing that I'm doing now, and I think that it's something you could really um, benefit from, which is why I try to share this stuff with you. Let's first talk about what people tend to do when they run into any sort of unplanned income. And before I do that, I just want to clarify that I'm not necessarily talking about a raise. What I'm talking about is something that is just a one-time extra piece of income. That could be anything from a gift that somebody gives you. It could be something that you received from like a will, the loss of somebody. It could be something like a bonus. So we're at the end of the year right now and a lot of people excuse me, are receiving whether it's some sort of holiday bonus from their bosses or, you know, if you own a business, one of the things that I teach you in your business is to always pay yourself first. And I want you to set money aside every single month where you're going to have profit guaranteed at the end of every quarter. And so you might be receiving a quarterly bonus or at the end of the year, if you are a small business owner and maybe you just gift yourself something from your business at the end of every year. So whatever the source of that extra income is, doesn't matter. It just, what I'm talking about today is something that is not necessarily an ongoing source of income. So when we talk about what people typically do with some of that, they're most, a lot of people who, especially ones who aren't listening to this show, are going to probably spend every penny of that extra income. Why? Because it's kind of human nature to do that. It's something to be celebrated. We are excited about that. And it's just easy to say, yep, I'm going to just spend all of that. Is there anything wrong with that? No, no. I mean, it's something that was unplanned. And if you can afford to spend it, then hey, have fun and go spend it. That's not what I do anymore. Um, 
And I also tell you on the flip side of things, there's somebody who will just save every bit of it. I also do not do that. There was a time when we were getting out of debt and we had what has been coined in that um, community, a gazelle intensity. And there there was a time when every bit of extra income, whether it was a, a bonus like we're talking about, or even just like a tax refund, I would, I would just lump some, drop all of that towards our debt because we were working so diligently to pay off $100,000 worth of debt. Now I do things a little bit differently than that because I realized that there really is a lot of burnout that happens when you are just so intensely focused on something that, you know, after you burn out, then there's a huge pendulum swing back the other direction. And so I actually teach clients a little bit differently now, but there is that cohort of people who will say absolutely everything should go towards your debt or whatever it is you're saving towards. Then there's the school of thought that you give it all away. It's not an income that you had necessarily, um, what's the word I'm looking for, counted on or anticipated. And so you basically say, you know what, this is a gift from above and I am going to then pay it forward and just give it 100% away. None of these approaches is wrong. None of them is bad. It's just that I don't have an all or nothing approach with my money anymore. And so my approach is a little bit different than any one of these three. If you're tuning in for the first time, some of this may sound a little bit foreign, but if you have tuned in over the last week and a half or so, two weeks, you'll have heard a little bit about different categories that I tend to put money towards. Some of those things are a lifestyle opportunity fund, a peace of mind fund, um, making an impact my hidden stash fund. All of these things are things that I am consistently putting money aside towards every single month. Now, here's the thing. I've decided to do a percentage of our total take-home pay towards every single one of those categories. As you can imagine, I can't do percentages of our income for every category. So for example, our mortgage or our electric bill or any of those other utilities, those tend to vary. Obviously the mortgage does not vary, um, but the the electric bill does. And also because the mortgage doesn't vary, if our income varies, the mortgage will be a different percentage of our income. So that, does that make sense? So anyway, um, some of those things are more like a fixed cost. So something, and by fixed, I don't mean unvariable. I just mean that they're that they're there whether or not our income changes and so I tend to keep some of the percentage stuff for more of the savings and the giving side of things and for the fun side of things and then all of those fixed living costs the things that we need to make sure we have in order to put food on the table for our children and a house or a house over their head a roof over their head those are the things that um, we don't really play around with right so the other stuff we have a little bit more flexibility so anytime that we have any sort of extra income, it's become super easy to know what we're going to do with that money. Let me just throw this out as an example. Let's say that I'm currently giving 1% to my lifestyle opportunity fund, 10% to a making an impact fund, and I don't know, just for the ease of math, let's say 5% to my um, hidden stash fund. And my husband receives a $1,000 bonus. We know that of that $1,000, 1% or $10 would go to the Lifestyle and Opportunity Fund. 
$100 or 10% of it would go to the Making an Impact Fund, and then 5% or $50 would go to our Hidden Stash Fund. So that's a total of $160, which leaves us with an extra $840. To be entirely honest with you, there are a couple other funds in there that I probably would give money to first, but let's just say that those are the only three that I have set up just so we can make this example super simple. In this example, I would then have the decision on what to do with that extra $840. Now, there are several different things that we could do. I could say, you know what, we're going to just spend all of that on Christmas if we want to, or we're going to put that towards our vacation fund so that we can go on a nice vacation in a few months. We're going to take $500 of that and give it to our church asking that they help some of the local community outreach programs. Now, this is just a very short and and unrealistic example of, of what we might do, but I wanted to just kind of use actual numbers for a minute to show you that it, if you have something set up as a percentage of income, then it really allows you to continue to build your your dreams. It helps you to work towards that why that you're doing this in the first place. So it will keep you motivated. It will be exciting to receive that extra money, but you won't feel like you blew all of it. So it's kind of like when you're when you're looking at trying to do more healthy lifestyle when it comes to eating, let's just say. And you know, some people take a cheat day. If you have a quote cheat day or you're given extra calories that you can intake that day, and let's say you're given a um, hundred extra calories, but you intake five hundred extra calories, you end up feeling a little bit bloated by the end of that, and probably guilty, and you you kind of bring on some self shame, and it's not it's not fun anymore, right? It's like, eh, well that that was great. I'm glad that I got the extra stuff, but really I I kind of blew it. Then I want to make sure that we keep you from doing that when you get extra income as well. If you get a five thousand dollar bonus somewhere, definitely jump up and down and be excited about that. But if you spend $8,000 because you got a $5,000 bonus, by the time it's all done, you're going to feel really icky about that. So I just want to throw that out there. We want to make sure that we're not overextending ourselves and having some sort of percentage in place allows us to not only continue to save towards the things that we're trying to save and put put our why at the forefront, the what I teach for, you know, very strongly, always always come back to your why, put your money where your why is. Why are you doing this in the first place? What's the real purpose that you want to accomplish with your your income? And if you do that with all of the income that comes through your bank or through your hands, you will rest at night knowing that you're actually working towards the goals that you have and not just kind of letting life direct wherever wherever you go, not letting your circumstances determine your outcome. Now remember, if you need help setting up that system, because it can seem really confusing, but once you have a system in place, it really starts to kind of automate itself and you you already know what you're going to do with those things. And that's what I want to help you get to. I want to help you get to the place where you have a system in place that's pretty much automatic and it works towards the things that you want it to work towards. Not all systems are going to do the same thing. There are several, quote, budgeting tools out there that are really just one size fits all. And I just don't believe that one size fits all when it comes to money. We all have such different underlying 
passions and goals and and purposes for being here that I just I I want your money to reflect those personal things. And if you need help discovering what those are or figuring out how your money can actually represent that, that is exactly what I love to do. So I mentioned it earlier and I'm going to do it again. Get on my calendar. I have spaces available this month that will allow you to get going on this and get a head start in 2020. I know you're busy. I'm busy too. I get it. But this will save you so much time in the upcoming year and you will be so grateful that you did this. Email me, cashinonchange.com. I really appreciate you listening today. Look forward to hearing from you. You guys have a great day. As always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.